cliffcentral.com. Future CEOs on cliffcentral.com. Hello to all of you. <laughs> it's really good to be with you. And you uh, I'm, I'm a little bit out of practice. Is that what's going it's okay. on? Here? It's okay. We're patient right here at Future CEOs. We missed you. And we have to be patient. Um, how was last week's show? I listened and I've got an opinion. How, what did you, how did you feel about <laughs> being in the studio alone? I thoroughly enjoyed it, but obviously, you know, we missed your uh, appeal and your good, thorough questions, but I had a great fun. And if you download the podcast, um, you can hear that some of it was quite saucy, but all relevant to the times and the lives that we live in. And also, of course, to our future CEO. So are you a future CEO? We ask the same question every week. If you can say yes to that question, well, then this is the show for you. We bring you close to top CEOs, to people that are on their, their executive development journey, but also those who are building their businesses. Today is no exception. We've got an interesting <laughs> individual uh, as per usual in studio maybe a little bit of background on our guest today we like to call it startup of the week i think it's important especially to showcase women in the entrepreneurial journey whether it's the beginning the middle or really a high level ended executive but this woman in my eyes and as we spoke very briefly earlier on is unique i think there is a fire burning inside of her and i could just see it in her eyes i think she's got a great support structure because she's really truly connected to her vision and that needs family and that needs structure and hopefully she can tell us more about uh, her classics of fashion. Um, please welcome into studio Ujade Mtembo Molosis. Molosis, wow. Thank you so much for joining us in studio. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> How did you feel about that intro? Wow, that was like. How was that intro? Wow, How was that intro, family? <laughs> Thanks, Gareth. You see why I miss you. <laughs> Sis Jade, tell us who you are and what you do. Jade is an amazing, ambitious African woman who has a vision and who just is holding on to the vision and just wanting to make it happen. And especially where it started with me being a stay-at-home mom. And I just wanted to make sure that women don't sit there and say, I have a dream. I I don't have money to follow this dream or I don't have resources. I, I started from literally nothing and I'm just making my dream happen. And that's who Jade is. You know what I like about when someone introduces himself that way? Because if, if it's getting me to ask questions, uh, then that's a really good intro. This is a really good intro because I want to know, I want to know more. So let's go back and let's quickly, uh, just, just frame the business as it is right now and then let's go and talk about your journey. So what is this business? The business is Madam J Classic Closet. It's really an integration of vintage clothing mixed with a bit of classic. Okay. Just taking it back old school because what we see now is a whole lot of people wanting to look like everybody else. And I just want to say to women, you can embrace yourself, whether you're curvaceous or you tiny figured, embrace who you are and dress for your body, for yourself and show the world who you are true, that classic clothes. And, you know, we don't have to be revealing to feel good about ourselves. We can still go back to the class and the vintage and because I love vintage style, you know, just how it it was done, the hand sewing and just you can see the stitches and it's just amazing. For me, it just, it brings out the true woman 
in us. So is this where it all started? Was it a case of, I love this, so there must be other people that love this as well? Where, 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 did, where did the business itself, what's the origin? Well, the business started, I suppose, when I was young, with my mom being my inspiration, because my mom used to say when I was young, if I go to her and say, you know, my friend had these pants and I want them, my mom would say, no, I'm not going to buy them just because you saw them from your friend. Mm. We're going to go to the store and you're going to buy what is your stuff, not what you saw from somebody else. Okay. So she never. And so I learned from a young age just to dress unique for myself. And mom's right here with us in yourself. studio. Oh, okay. So that's, that's a privilege as well. Hello, mom. <laughs> I'm continuously straight. And also you don't have to break the bank in order to look good. So that's the whole point of pre-loved vintage classics, that you can still dress affordably but look great, more than people who spend a whole lot of money on clothes. And so that's what really I got from home because she was a single mother and she said, I don't have money to buy clothes. Mm. There are other more important things to do Mm. with the money, but you just have to look good and present yourself well. So whenever I walk out the door, I always make sure that I present myself very well. And that's just what I want to say to everybody because now there's sort of like a lowering of standards in how we dress, you know, and I want to say you can still embrace yourself and look good and don't have to spend money on clothes. So I heard you say something and you said previously loved garments. I, I think that's what you said. That's what I heard you say. Just explain then the business model here. So we're talking about a a, a small startup. What is the business model? How did it all come about um, that you are able to find or source, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, source this vintage clothing and then you, 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 sell it to, you sell it to people? How do you sell it? To, is it a retail environment that you're working from? How do you do this? Mm-hmm. Let, let's talk a little bit about the business. Okay, the business, what, I started really small because like I said, I was, I was mm-hmm. a stay-at-home mom and mm-hmm. there were no really financial resources. Mm-hmm. But also there was this something burning inside me that, you know what, I still need to follow my passions while taking care of my family. So I would have a little money aside and then, you know, outsourcing is pretty much everywhere. I love thrift shopping. I go to other vintage stores. I I have go to markets and I have a friend of mine who's in England and and so that's how I outsource all my stuff. And then what little I have and then I would what I usually do is actually I will have somebody in mind when I'm outsourcing. Like if I see, you know, Shubi, this is how she's shaped, this is her style. And so when I pick out the clothes, I already have Shubi in mind so that when I present it to her, she knows that, you know what, this came out of love. It's not just about, oh, Jade just wants me to sell, just wants to sell me this. But she's she wants me to embrace who I am. And she really had me at heart when she picked out this. So I think the unique thing about Madam J's Classic Closet is the fact that it's it's personal. You feel the love that I have. It's not just about the money making. Yes, the money is great. Of course, of course. It's just really about being in touch with women and saying, you're beautiful. Embrace yourself. How important is the element in trust in business? It's very important. It's very important because, you know, and I think one thing about the small, small businesses is that intimacy and interaction. Because when you get into a mall or in retail that are big, you, you kind of the other customer. You know, there's not nothing personal really. So the whole point of it is just having that personal interaction. And you can say that, you know what, next time look for this and look for that. You know, there's a lady that 
wanted a skirt and I searched for months just solely for her. And the day I found it, she was just so excited. It's like, I even forgot that I had wanted that. So it's got that personal touch and personal element to it. So talk us through acquiring your very, very first customer who wasn't a family member. Because <laughs> 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 that's how it always works, doesn't it? Correct. So, so, who, how did you acquire your first customer who well, yeah, wasn't related, wasn't an immediate or someone in your immediate area or, or, or sphere of influence perhaps? Awesome. Well, the beauty of it is I... I'm sort of like the walking billboard for my clothes. Of course. So I, I dress them up and people would ask like, where did you get that? How did you put that together? And I think that's also the ambition behind it. Cause for me, it was just dressing up and just looking good. I never take note of, Oh, this I put like this and that. And so people took notice. And so I had this lady who, who just came up to me and said, Oh, that is just great. And that dress, I, I I, I, you don't see it, you know, in, in retail stores. And so I said to her, oh, actually, I sell them. Really? Like, yes. You know, I think, I think I was like in a, in, in, in SARS or somewhere or home affairs. It's like, I sell them. Like, oh, great. Can I, do you have a page? Do you have anywhere I can? And at that time I didn't have. And I said, no, I'll take your numbers. And then that's how I got in contact with her. And that was my first customer. And so, yeah. You know, we always talk about, especially as startups or ever, wherever you are in your business, social media and the power it has to make or great or scale your business. It was so nice of you to post on Saturday that you're going to be here today. So how have you used social media just to get your name and your business and your brand out there? Can I, can I add to that question, yes, yes. if I may? And has it actually worked? So, so how, how and has it? All of those kind of things. Please go into that. It's, it's been such a great tool. And I, I remember that I was not one to be very active on social media. So mm. it was kind of a scary concept. Mm. And I thought, I'm just a stay at home mom. What do I have to say there? But I thought, you know what? Let me do it. What's the worst thing that could happen? And I did, and I, I posted the first, uh, the first items and people liked them. And, but at the back of my mind, I had that thing. Cause when you go, uh, you know, on social media and you see other people's pages, you're like, oh, they're mm, just so, I know, crisp and I so know, clean and they I have know. like millions of I followers. Know, honey. This is never going to happen to me. I know. But then I had this thought that, you know what, what is the real vision for you? And so I had this thing, even if it's just that one person that I touch. That's fine. And so I did that for that. But now every time I post, it's not really so much about the likes because some other people actually, they'll contact me personally, you know. And so mm. it's about mm. I touch somebody and they'll, they'll say, I saw something on your page. And so I thought, oh, actually, it's doing a whole lot of good. So every time there's new stock, it just goes. And so, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I feel like I'm interrupting you, but I, it's making me think of, I think it's, I forget his name, Nadav Driver. Do you remember that name? So, um, Kruger Sightings. Kruger Sightings. And, and so what he did in his, with his business, and this That's is such an memory. important lesson, is that he, uh, I think he has over now a couple of million followers on YouTube. And, and so the, the, the crux of the business is that if you want to, if you want to see some kind mm -hmm. of sighting from Kruger Park, go to, go to them and they'll guide you and, 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 and. But the point is that he, he would interact with every single one of the people mm -hmm. that was liking his page mm -hmm. or that was asking a question, he would personally interact with them. And it took massive amounts of time. But that high touch 
um, thing, even on social media, mm-hmm. is what made the difference. And I think that's what I hear you saying here as yeah. well. It's very high touch. It's not just a, it's not a broadcast platform. It's a connecting platform. It's a I connection platform. Mm-hmm. And so, Thanks yeah, for that reminder, nice. even for myself. You know, and that's what Future C is all about. I mean, we're not just out there proclaiming. We actually use the tools that we actually discuss yep. right here. Well, I do. I don't know about you, Gary. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, um, let's continue with Jade. So I've got another question. How uh, how have you been able to deal with the, I guess, perception of those around you who feel like you can't do? So maybe someone that knows you from when you were young and like, ah, oh, no, she's not going to be able to do that. How have you been able to deal with those kinds of uh, interactions? And tell us a story. Perhaps uh, <laughs> let's do it through a story. Awesome. I guess... Um a lesson I've learned is, you know, the power of faith and believing in myself first. So I, I try not to, because obviously there will be people who say, but no, it, you can't. And, you know, I'm my biggest fan. It starts within. And, you know, it does power to prayer that, you know what, if God says, this is your journey, it doesn't matter who else says what. But yes, um, when, when, when people do doubt or say those things, it, it it does get you. And I mean, I remember a time where I actually, I did get to a point where I thought, hmm, maybe, maybe not, you know, why, why would, why would it be me? What, am I really going to succeed? So are you saying that those people interacting with you led to self-doubt? Or was that, was that just part of the process? Just part of the process. And okay. I, and it was part of the process and I was grateful for it, you know, that, and, and also, you know, people that were closer to me, they would sort of like, nah, maybe not. And I thought, maybe, what am I thinking? But I'm one person that if I have interacted with God and he had said, this is your path and it's burning in me, you know, and, no matter what else I try, it's still there. So it's like, you know what, I need to just go forth. And so that's what I did. And I've learned to just being my biggest motivation. Mm-hmm. You know, when I get up in the morning, I, I I have a certain ritual that I do just to motivate myself and keep going no matter what. So that also helps, you know, to just keep going and never give up. That's my motto. Hmm. What has been um, one of... A worst case scenario in your fashion entrepreneurial journey. What's the one thing that was really tough, but you learned a lesson? And what was that lesson? And this time we're going to insist on a story. <laughs> we love stories. <laughs> tell, us, tell us the story. <laughs> well, I guess um, because it started when I was still a, you know, a stay-at-home mom and with not really much financial resources. Hey, mommy. So it was so, at times it was a matter of, do I take this little money that's there and go get stock or do I help with nappies or something like that? Feed the baby. Feed the baby. Yeah. <laughs> you know, absolutely. You know, so it, it was always that case. And, mm. and there was, yeah, there was a time where I, I really, wanted to and I, and I thought there was somebody who had ordered uh, a few items and and so I, w- I was stuck there thinking do I do that and there wasn't enough stuff at home and I'm thinking what do I do do I do I go buy or what what do I do and it w- it was that moment and I thought but you know what it will work out 
So I thought, you know, maybe, maybe let me do half, half, you know, and buy a few items and then also be able to, you know, still provide for at home. And cause at the same time, there's a, there's a part of me that's very independent. I didn't want to, you know, burden hubby because he was the sole provider at the time. Mm-hmm. And so it was sort of those things. And also thinking of him that this is sort of my vision, you know, and so he's much supportive, but you know, at the same time, I'm sort of like straining whatever little resources we have. And no, that was kind of tough. But though I'm, I'm also thankful that in those moments, he had moments where he's like, are you sure this is really going to work out anyway? You know, but also I thought, there's this fire burning in me. Mm-hmm. And so I need to do this no matter what, no matter how low it is. But still, you know what? I know this is going to work out. So when did you actually know? So I understand that there's a faith element to it, but when did you actually know this is a business and it, it has potential to grow, to scale? I think I knew, you know, when... when how, old was, is, how old is the business, by the way? It's about three years now. Three years. Okay. Yes. So into that three-year journey, was it 12 months? Was it six months? When did you know that this is a business? I think it was sort of along the journey. There was a point that I knew this, there's a need for what I have. Okay. What mm. point was that? How, how long I remember did you know? one time we were, I think we're at some retail shop and I was just looking at shoes. But then there was this older couple that came to me and apparently the wife was going to a wedding and he just randomly came to me and said, you know, how do I put an outfit together? I need an outfit. We're going to a wedding in a few, in a few hours time. Can you assist me? And so my husband has picked this and this, but I don't think it matches. And so there I was just collecting a whole lot of outfit for her. And she was like, this is perfect. So I thought, hmm, maybe there's something here, you know, and another time that same thing happened. You know, I had this woman who asked me, how do I put this together? And so I thought, there's a need for this and let me push for it. And so I think I knew that I could push it into a business when I had put it out there, Mm. especially on social media, on Facebook. I put it out there because that was the scary part for me. When I put it out there and people Responded. responded, then I knew that, you know what, something good is happening here. We like asking our entrepreneurs and future CEOs to be successful in business, Mm -hmm. especially in a a business like fashion, whereby it is about skills and greatly about connections, Mm -hmm. which has worked for you. And does that mean that you can be more successful if you have one or the other or both skills or connections? I think definitely both helps. It works out. But I think on my part, there's, Skills and the passion. I've seen, uh, I've, uh, obviously, I've, I've seen other successful people and sometimes I look at it and I look at, at the stuff that's happening and their pages, but I, but I think I have something more type of thing, you know? And so, yes, I think a person needs both the skills and the connections because it, it sort of when you have that, it, it helps you kind of spread the word and you just totally out there. And so, but you definitely need a, both to just make it a success of it. But if you have one, don't sit back and say, oh, I don't have the other, so let me wait until. Just go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. And along the journey, you learn a whole lot of stuff. I mean, I I posted and then at times I'll be like, oh, okay, maybe I, I should put this one. Maybe I should do it like this. Maybe I should do a write-up and things like that. So along the journey, as you are walking, it, it helps. You, you get the ideas. 
I also think that there is a time and place for everything because sometimes you're going to need the skills and sometimes you're going to need the skills of others. Sometimes yes. you are going to need someone to refer you and sometimes you don't need that at all. Sometimes you're doing it all yourself. And so yeah, there's, there's an ebb and flow to every business. Where are you now? So as you sit here, what, what position are you in? Is it a, still a growth phase? What, what's going on? Well, where am I at now? Definitely far ahead from where I started. But I feel that I'm still, I'm still growing. I'm still, I st- still have a lot to learn. I, my vision is bigger than what it is now. So what is your vision? So my vision really is because now it's just the clothes and the bigger vision is also to integrate, you know, this, the, the part of women just, you know, knowing their body types and, and knowing, you know, what color works with, with what, you know, and, and so there's that element of the well. So I sort of, I have this vision of a holistic business, mm. not just give you an item to wear and off you go. But when you're there, it's not just a business, it's an experience. You feel good about yourself and you've taken something that, oh, I can work with this and be it therapeutic, you know, because women deal with a whole lot of things. And the, and the greatest thing as I interact with women, they have these issues about their bodies. Self-image. And how they look. Very much. Which, which is directly connected to self-worth, which, Very which much. is interesting. It's different yes. for men. Yes. We measure differently. And, and really, that's the biggest thing. Absolutely. Even in the workplace. And because I would sit there, sometimes you're sort of like, oh, what do I have to offer? And you get there. It doesn't matter. You know, they could be very successful, but there's that element of, oh, am I am I enough type of thing? So I want to em- for women to embrace themselves. You know, Lovely. when you dressed up, feel good holistically, not just, oh, I look good, but you feel terrible inside. So I want that self-image and the clothing at the same time. This Fashion Week, Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week, South Africa Fashion Week, does it mean anything to you? Do you want it? Do you want it to be does. on that runway? Yes. <laughs> I, I I often sit there and dream about it. I'm like, oh, one day, mm. one day New York, one day Paris Fashion Week, and mm. just to go outsource some ideas. That's That's the bigger vision, really. So obviously, uh, the lead on question to that is where do you see yourself in five to ten years' time? Where do I see myself? I see myself with not just one, with a boutique store that is, uh, like I said, holistically with self-image department, mm. with, you know, the clothing brands. And yes, so I see myself maybe with one or two boutiques. And so that's just really what is it all about? What do you hear coming out here? I hear high touch. I like the idea of an experience. Uh, and if 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 you have frame that yourself and not heard it told to you by someone else, then your instincts sound really good because we've had some very high-profile individuals and businesses on the show that have spoken about these things. And so I like that a lot. What do you like, Libby? That she wants women to understand and conceptualize and honor their beauty. Mm. And that is high touch for Mm. me. I love that about you. And I felt it from when you walked into the studio. Let me tell you that. (laughs) So uh, we have a final question because we are running out of time, unfortunately. We have a final question for you. If you could go back in time and speak to the young 20-year-old future CEO you, what would you say to her? Wow. Well, I guess I could sum it up in a, in one of my most favorite quotes that, you know what, Jade, your deepest fear is not that you are inadequate, mm. but you are powerful beyond measure. Mm. 
and you need to let your life shine so that others won't feel insecure around you and that they will be liberated through your own journey of overcoming your own fears. That really is what I would say to her. That's a good way to end the show. I've got Powerful way to end the show. Yeah, that rendered me speechless. Jade, thank you for being here. Just tell everyone how do they get hold of you very quickly. Facebook, Instagram, Madam J's Classic Closet. That's where you find me. Fantastic. And we will thank be you. back right after this short break. Future CEOs on cliffcentral.com. Cliffcentral.com.